0: Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, the podcast. Sorry I didn't post last weekend. I knew that was a little strange. Um, I had some personal things I had to take care of that really took me away from uh, the podcast, unfortunately. But um, everything we recorded for last week is in this week. Austin's really excited. We have a special guest on. Me and Vinny sit down with uh, uh, composer-musician Austin Smith, and Austin is awesome. Austin wrote us a new theme song for the podcast, so I hope you enjoy it. You're about to hear it. Um, But also, I want to say, something happened with the audio. It got really fuzzy, so as it progresses, for some reason, there's more and more fuzz. So if you can get past the fact that we didn't put out an episode last week, and if you can get through the fuzz, there's an awesome, awesome interview with Austin, and he says some really cool things. So I hope you enjoy, and let me know what you think about this new song. I'm Scotty Joe of the Scotty Joe podcast. I'm sitting here with my good friend, Mister
1: Vinny Dyke of the Scotty Joe
0: podcast. It's 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 like in little letters under it. It's yeah. there. You
1: just can't see it. Yeah, I, I use a .02 font. Exactly. So yeah, so, it was a very good idea, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's well, so it's uh it's uh, it's, uh <laughs> I almost said subdermal. Because uh, you're a fool. Well, below the skin is where your brain is. <laughs> so we've been drinking. Okay. Don't give away our secrets. I'm sorry.
0: Hey, you talk about secrets. We well, have another person on the podcast today, an awesome musician-composer. He's a good friend of mine. His name is Austin Smith. How you doing, Austin? Excellent. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm excellent
1: myself. It's a good day in Hollywood. I uh, agree. Hey, so that uh, that music that uh, started out the show, that's different oh! from what's uh, happened in the past. Yes.
0: Wanna... It's so different, in fact, that we're going to use it every single time we open this show. What? That is our new theme song ro Austin is a composer and has generously composed this beautiful opening song for us. I would love for you guys to comment, send us messages, let you know, let us know what you think about it. Let um, you know what we think about it in your words. I'm, I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm so confused. It. So, I mean, I love it. Uh, thank you for that. I I love that song. What can you um? So what? What's like? What's your day like when you get a new job that you need to compose music for? This is a a gig. A gig.
2: First of all, thank you to you guys for uh, your kind words about the, about the song. Yeah, man. Uh, what's it like? Yeah, like what, what's your
0: process like? What's, what are some things you go about? Do you talk with the director and kind of information? Because I know we had sort of a process when I was talking to you about what I would like for the theme song. Is that kind of the same for every project?
2: Yeah, very similar. important thing is to find out uh, in the clearest terms what the director wants mm-hmm. uh, as early as possible. Uh Find out kind of at a, an emotional level what 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 is the music supposed to do at an emotional level? not so much what is it supposed to sound like, but uh indications about how it's, how they want it to sound are also very helpful
0: so you're really going for a feeling you're really trying to articulate a, a feeling so it just seems kind of ridiculously hard to have to literally sit down and write a feeling in the music i don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> What are some of your inspirations that you draw upon when you're like, someone says to you, alright, I really want to evoke this sad feeling for the beginning of our film. We really need a piece of music that...
1: Mm-hmm. That, that makes us think of dead puppies.
0: Right. Is that even <laughs> helpful? If someone says that to you?
2: Uh, actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. Because that's a, that's a very emotive uh, statement. Unless you're a psychopath. Uh, <laughs> you can have a right. response to the, the dead puppies imagine, imagining... Right. So uh, yeah, that, that's quite helpful. Uh, that's better than someone saying, "I need more uh, tamarine or cowbell." Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what do you want Maybe me to do? What if they it's have a, a fever right? and the
1: only prescription is more cowbell?
0: Well, then they need to see a doctor. Because I know when I when I came to you first about the podcast, I real I the first thing I said to you was, "I'm in love with the painting Starry Night by Vincent Van Gogh." Was that helpful at all? I think you so. Be honest in with the
2: me. end.
1: Uh, oh yeah, no, I, it's weird because after you say that, I I can. Thinking of the, the music, I can it's strangely stars. accurate. Yeah, yeah.
2: <coughs> well, that's good to hear because uh, I did I did look at it uh, for the first couple of weeks of uh, like thinking about the music for this, setting up the palette, mm-hmm. the instruments, uh, coming up with different feels. Uh, at some, I guess what I, what I saw in the painting was kind of a. a uh, what's the word? I, there's a lot of spirals certainly yeah. in that painting. So, I kept thinking triplets, but uh, not, not normal triplets, not like a triplet feel, like, not like the song is swinging, uh, more like triplets on top of a normal uh, uh, duplet feel. Uh, and when I say triplets, I don't even necessarily mean triplets, I mean uh, a hemiola, three eighth notes, where you feel... Dude, so t- it's t- like t- it's traveling
1: t- t- faster t- 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 than it's going if that makes sense so so that would make it like spin around on its own. yeah
2: some yeah exactly something that makes kind of makes it feel unstable it's yeah shakes it up every uh, couple of beats or so so uh yeah that's I think that shows up in the final version of the music but, yeah dude
0: I'm in, I'm in love with it I love it because it's got like and I told them this like I, I it's got like a NPR TED talk <laughs> kind of feel to it it it's it, 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 it's very it feels like the universe is like coming together it's
2: very
1: I love it yeah I think I, I use the cerebral and and, and active because it's like I can hear right I can hear the your thoughts moving you know? right because when someone says to me it's very cerebral I think very slow and oh. passive but it's oh, not, not oh my brain is, does
2: not work that way
1: oh it doesn't <laughs>
2: cool
0: cool cool so I mean uh, what are some composers nowadays that you like? I want to kind of get into your brain a little bit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you think about it. Speaking of inside um, brain, I'm a huge animation fan. A lot of my fans out there, we, we love it. we love animation. Um, so some of my you know favorite composers right now are you know Michael Giacchino. His fa- my favorite score of his is like uh, from the movie Up. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Thomas Newman. And you actually told me that you met Thomas Newman. That's right. What's that story?
2: Well, uh, the the school that uh, well. Uh, you, Scott, we, we both went to the same school, uh, North Carolina School of the Arts. Uh, our school yep. had, a, had a trip out to Los Angeles uh, when we were about to graduate. And we were visiting various studios and composers on our trip. And uh, we happened to uh, get to meet uh, the great Thomas Newman, who uh, whom I would say, uh, in terms of, of the various people we met on the trip, he was the most uh, educational hmm. I learned maybe the most valuable principle I took away from uh, you know, how to conduct my affairs as a, a film composer. Uh, and specifically, that is uh, that is how you uh, communicate with a director. What is the process of uh, mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. closer to what a director wants?
0: Right, because especially, like, he works on these animated films in, in 007 and what he just did. You, you're working with a director whose job is so visual. Like, that's really what they're trying to communicate the most. Is I mean, they're trying to communicate this overall feeling, but... It, like for me i know that i i know what this picture is going to look like i know i want it to look like starry night but i don't know how to get to that gap to music cuz i just don't have that ear how is it working with a director like what are some some things that you guys can say to each other to bridge that gap
2: uh you have to right off the bat you have to be clear that you're not going to get exactly what you want as a director you're not going to get the sound that you have in mind in fact you might uh, use a temporary score uh, before the composer comes on board when you're hearing uh, pre-existing music and uh, it may come very close to what you want and uh, when the composer comes on board and actually pays attention to what they see in the scene they personalize it uh, it can be very uh, can very be very shocking to a director and uh, it takes time it generally takes time usually a director their first response to music is not it's usually shocking because they've heard some other piece of music or they've seen the scene in a different way and, uh, from there it's a process of both coming closer to uh, that happy medium it. right it's
1: a fascinating like relationship there because like about me because uh, I right now I'm, I'm getting more into musical improv and I was uh, uh, one of the uh Keyboardist uh, for one of my classes, he was saying that what I what he does is he watches what we do in a scene, and like if I come on with you know, a little more, like depending on my movements, like even if I move this certain way, like oh okay, it tells his brain like oh this song needs to be more fluid, you know, versus more like staccato, or is it just like his notes? And even and then what we because in my mind sometimes like. In the scene, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a ballad, and then he comes out with, you know, like, oh, it's, oh, it's okay. I guess I was very chipper, you know, like in the scene. So it's an interesting, like, the music uh, being fed by and also feeding back into like the story or, or what's being told. It's, it's, I don't know, my my entire career as <laughs> career, whatever, my <laughs> life, like, I. I realize the power of music. Because if you watch... Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you watch Star Wars with no music... Well, anything. Well, if, well, yeah. Like, really, anything. But in particular, Star Wars, for some reason, in my, in my brain, falls flat on you. I mean, well, movies space. started
0: with only music. Before the
1: talkies came out. Right. Ah, before the talkies? Yeah, you know, friend. I mean,
0: I, I, I listened to this great interview with uh, John Lasseter one time, the mm-hmm. head of Pixar Animation Studios, and he was talking about how the two biggest influences that communicate mood and feeling in films are color mm. and music. Mm. Uh, and it's yeah. so true.
1: It's so true. Music, I mean... So what is music to you? That's a like, big broad like, how question. How did you get into
0: this? Like w- At a young age, were you just like... No, were you, did you just love the tone your mother used when she yelled at you <laughs> instead of what she was saying? Like What, what was going on?
2: Well, uh, along the same vein of what uh, you were saying, Vinny... Uh, One of the things that's so special about music in a film is that it can express what is otherwise unspoken or unseen. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe it is scripted. Maybe it's a particular emotion that is clearly it's evoked. Even I mean, it's it's expressed even even at the script level. But even if it's not, a director often has an idea of how he wants a scene to feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just cannot. No matter how much you, uh, no matter what you do with the lighting. Or the uh, camera movements, or the acting, you can't quite express it. And music usually comes in to fill that void. Great.
0: Okay, so I want to trans. Uh, when we were working on this song, that once again,
1: I just want to put I absolutely
0: love. I'm not. I, I can't get over. <laughs> it, It's just so great. Uh, um, He's already
1: on the podcast and he already wrote the song. You don't need to suck up to it. I, just, I can't <laughs> help it. I love it so
0: much. Um, you w- I came over and we, we'd listened to some demos you'd created and you told me that you, you you opened up this folder and there was like, it must have been 20 of them that had my name on it. And I was like, what, what are all those? And you told me a couple of them where, where you had started to have an idea and worked on it, but then something else took over where it just felt like something else and you... You needed to just, artistically, just get it out. And so you just ended up with all these different songs, which I found absolutely mm. fascinating.
1: Uh, h- um, how are they related? Are they different permutations of the same idea? Or are they completely separate, you know, like spikes on a ball or something going off in a different... Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, well, in this particular case, while I was creating my instrument palette, which is you know in my computer workspace in the program I'm using, I, I uh, open up different instrumental samples, like a trombone, or a, a snare drum, or some synthesizer. Uh, the process of bringing in the sounds that match up to what you originally said you wanted. Uh, during that process, uh, to test out the sounds, I don't just play around and see what they sound like. I, I need to make music with them and see how it works. Uh, and to do that, I can't be perfect or, you might know, say, specifically accurate to what your original demands were. I just have to come close. So I make music, you know, sometimes little 10 second pieces. Absolutely. Do you, do you mind if we hear a couple of those? I do not mind at all, Scotty
1: Joe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would, because, I would, like, uh, we had listened to them and I was like, you know, this, this is great. Uh, I want to go in a different direction, but I just think they're great. So mm. let's go ahead and let's listen to a couple of those. so that was the uh, pink one as we are titling it by the color coding
1: um, I, I don't know I, I, I see uh, definitely silky smoothie chocolate someone's saying the word girl spelled with yeah. spelled G-U-R-L basically <laughs> girl that's what I get from this Yeah, that's I'm, not I in a bad, it. I'm not saying again not negative no, hey I'm we're just saying. two
0: people on a world of fish man yeah
1: that's right girl girl <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't
1: think See this is why I probably can't be a
0: director Because that's, that's right, all I can we're say We're two
1: fish Let's go outside of school girl. Yeah Girl oh, Okay uh, now I'm
2: being weird
0: what is, what is it like To hear that response To that music
2: uh, and, I, I guess I get it I was, <laughs> uh, It certainly applies To stereotypes You might associate with that It's true uh, I see I see strobe lights And drugs
0: I see strobe lights And drugs I definitely yeah. do Well, yeah. Alright you want to play
1: Sure So you have to get inside people's heads. That's your job. Or their hearts. Uh, <laughs> or their hearts.
0: Opposed to us. We're just trying to get in people's pants. Just
1: kidding!
0: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's kind of interesting how all of that... These are all iterations of that. You know, these... Like, these, these sounds like these are multiple swings of the bat at the ball. Like, I'm throwing this ball at you like, it's a starry night, I really want to know a lot about what people do, I'm fascinated by people and what they have to say.
2: Right, and that, that you know, and that last one, of course, is pretty short of, on uh, electronics. It's more, it's parts in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's a... Uh, what made you stop that one short? Oh, have, you mean, uh, in terms of having more electronics on it? Or... No, what... Why didn't I follow that idea?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, mainly because it was too dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. not going forward. So, uh, and also, like, actually, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, generally, I didn't use electrons too much, uh, even though some of the samples you originally played me uh, were pretty electronics heavy. Uh, I guess at some levels, I had your personality in mind. I wanted something with kind of expressed your personality. So, mm-hmm. I've got other instruments to play in there. Cool.
0: Well, that one's definitely my personality if you borrow one of my animated movies and then bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> Which I returned all of them. You returned them all. I've missed Wally.
2: <coughs> oh, I, I, what's your favorite Pixar movie? Well, speaking of Wally, that was, uh, the score of that was done by uh, R. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. I'll return Sir, Sir, Sir Thomas, yeah. Sir Thomas Newman.
1: I don't care whether he's knighted; he is in my heart. I think that's one of his best scores, and
0: actually, I you know a lot of people talk about how great that score is, and I I agree. Thomas Newman did a fantastic job. But I also every time we talk about this, I want to point out how amazing the sound design by Gary Rydstrom was. Oh my because, gosh!
1: Well, I mean, there was no, there was barely any dialogue in that movie. Well, it look, was all sound effects. The first half of the movie, which for me is the movie mm-hmm. uh, that before was, they meet the humans, yeah. yeah. I I get lost. Like Once the cartoon baby human? Once like. the humans arrive, like oh, oh, what? The, oh man, it's they they built such an amazing world. Anyway, blah blah blah. But yeah, this is the guy who gave voice to R two D two. You know he right? You know Star Wars and all that stuff. He's making Wally come to life and, oh, yeah. and Eve. You know like yeah, ah, he's I mean he's, I mean Gary Rydstrom is, is absolutely but, phenomenal. But his sound and directing movies, a couple movies like short films paired so well with cheese and wine oh like right. a nice uh, Dutch Dill Havardi and uh, Muscatel which would be an interesting pairing because you have the sweet with that this is yeah. coming from a guy who didn't like Ratatouille you know, was I thought it was okay
2: what
0: was your favorite Pixar movie uh, do
2: you have one I mean, Toy Story one of them hell yeah, yeah.
0: it's the first one well, yeah I think ever, maybe that right?
2: or the second one I guess the 1st one. First
0: one first one the first one, when someone asked me what I think, which Pixar movie I think encapsulates the Pixar sensibility, I think definitely the first one. I mean, that was all the guys together working on it. But I think the moment that truly defined them as an, as the amazing company they are, is Toy Story Two, because not only did they do a sequel on the yeah. third movie, but they nailed it out of the park. They got me to cry in the theater. Two scene or universe.
1: three. Two. You said okay. It's their third movie. Oh, their
0: third. Okay, yeah. I was
2: like,
1: because they did the.
0: Yeah, movie. Toy Story Bugs Live, Toy Story Two. Yeah.
2: So. Okay. Yeah, I think everybody picked up on kind of a, a, a step up in terms of the technical quality that was coming out, but also yeah. the story was still good. Everything oh. was oh, good about it. Second, phenomenal,
0: absolutely. All right, you got a? Do you have one more for us? Can we do one more? So that is the yellow one. And actually, I see Starry Night completely in that one. Really? And I'll tell you why. There's a feeling in that one, uh, it feels continuous. I feel like that could go on forever. And in the Starry Night painting, uh, visually, if you look at it as a whole, you can stare at that painting forever because there's movement in it. Uh, there's certain lines yes. that lead you up to the, the moon, and then it kind of comes back down, and then the way the mountains are shaped brings you down to this tree, black thing, no one really knows what it is. It brings yeah. you back up, you twirl, That's and you, you just keep bush, going. Like a hedge. A bush, a hedge, like a tree. tree, tree Doctor Who is definitely a tree. Or a shrubbery. Yeah. Um, But it's it's got a continuous motion in it, which which I definitely see. It's a lot of blues and purples, a lot of da-doom-da-doom-da-doom-da-doom-da-doom. Da-doom, 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 da-doom. And then there was a moment where it kind of slowed down for a second, which I felt like some big, like, vibrant, booming yellow, which is the moon. I see Starry Night completely. The Starry Night
1: at a jazz club right before closing. Right.
2: Right. So, yeah, I did a... And that's... Maybe that We heard three just now, right? So, that was maybe yeah, three one. out of... what well, was ultimately eight different theaters. Some of them were electric, electronic. Some of them really short. Some of them maybe just a theater that for like two measures. Uh, but... Uh, I think once I had exhausted uh, feelings associated with Starry Night, I started having to just move my ideas in the direction of what I think the podcast was for, mm-hmm. and that was you know at least a little bit different. <clears throat> so What's did you did you listen to some thing? of the
1: older episodes
2: then and then? Yeah, I, I was well at least two of them. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of long. Oh, yeah.
0: But you guys like it, don't you? Yeah. And the crowd goes wild. All right, so you know now that we've had a little bit of drink of us, Vinny, put your drink. shirt back a on.
1: Drink. You don't control it. You're my power! I can be topless if I want to. I am a man and I have power. <laughs> that is a lie. We've
0: prepared a little questionnaire for you. Oh, no. I some that. some questions. Now, these questions may seem a little bit, how would we describe? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I just want you to answer them the best that you can. Yes. Turn off that harsh interrogation, light. Yes. <laughs> Where were you yesterday? My sister died. All
2: yeah, right.
1: That's unrelated. I'm so. going to
0: start with the most serious question, and then we'll get a little sillier. Are you ready for this? Chopin or frying pan? Frying
2: pan. Ooh, see? We never okay. Hmm, no, that's no I'm not
1: Chopin. <laughs> well, I mean, one feeds the body, one feeds the soul. So. <laughs> If you can rewrite the music to any movie in the past 20 years, which one?
2: Ooh. Oh, wow. I feel like I shouldn't be honest about it since I'm living in this town. Uh oh, no, that's uh, true. Well, okay,
1: whatever movie he says, composer, it's not because he doesn't like your your score. Honestly, we're not that important. Ones. No one's going to hear. Me. Yeah, you're not so. going to hear this.
2: <laughs> you're not going to hear this. Oh, wow. I'm just going to diss on a score that I don't like. That's the movie Game Bird. <laughs> Oh, really? Gettysburg. You know, I don't remember that movie. I think it was the late nineties. Late nineties. Yeah, Civil yeah. War movie. It was just a. Yeah, uh, it you know, just kind of a active action movie chronicling uh, the Battle of Gettysburg. Did had, you like, know that, that, why thousands of reenactors in the
0: movie? Did you just think that the music needed something more, or did the story so good you want to add on to
2: it? Oh uh, no, I think the music is just so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like if, if Ken Burns said, "Hey guys, just use anything I use," you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, uh, the, the Ken Burns Civil War stuff, that stuff is more appropriate for the feels of the time. Yeah, yeah. the Gettysburg soundtrack. It's just, it's got some, you can hear the synthesizer in there. Oh, you my can gosh, have, yeah. And, and Whatever I hear, it just, maybe it just feels wrong. It's yeah. Just, it feels wrong.
0: So I think we have time for a couple more questions. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've been wanting to know this one. Sound of Silence or Silence of the Lambs?
2: Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh, okay. You're not going gonna to follow <clears throat> up on that or anything? Nope, that's it. That's it.
1: <laughs> yep. If, okay. If you could travel back in time, kill any musician, and, like, eat their heart and become <laughs> them, so you relive their life as it was, who would that be? Bom, bom, bom! Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Even with Salieri being all like this kid. Yeah. That's probably all
2: fictional or yeah. part, part, somewhat fictional. Anyhow, like to to be in his head to hear all that. It, but, but, but really it's about the, the technical ability of a young child, the ability to make those sounds on the piano, the violin, and the ability to take what he's hearing in his head and put it on a score at such an early age asset. You
0: can get to walk in life like that. And yeah, I agree completely. I probably would choose... Um... Well, I don't like to eat people's hearts. So this is a hard question. So well, this is
2: part of it. You have to eat their heart. part of Yeah.
1: You have to use their heart to become them. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. be them the
2: rest of the life. That's difficult. <clears throat> I would
0: want to be... Who wrote the music for 2001 A Space Odyssey? Does anybody know that?
2: Mm. The internet. Well, does. I, you know, I the internet. Interesting story about that. Oh, okay. The music. Uh, Stanley Kubrick initially hired Alex North to score that film. Okay. Alex North had uh, done. He, he did Spartacus, and other. Oh, other cool. Film. Yeah. Era. And Stanley Kubrick, at, at some point, Alex wrote a whole score. They recorded it and uh, put it on the film. And Stanley Cooper just decided, I think he had always decided all along he wasn't gonna use the composer. The studio demanded they use the composer, so they hired Alex North. Uh, they have the premiere for the film, and everybody's there, casting crew and Alex North, at the composer. And no one has told him what's happened, and he has to sit through the whole film and notice that his music is not common. Yeah. It's a bunch of pieces from classical literature. Yeah. That, that opening, uh, oh, that's Strauss. Right. That's thing. right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Wow, I would have been pissed. A
1: little bit. Yeah. I would have been
0: super pissed. Okay,
2: I think my answer what now what is teleporter.
1: What happened to this story?
2: It's... I, I've heard, I've heard tracks of it. They're yeah. available on YouTube. Yeah. Like many things. Like oh, really?
0: Mm-hmm. I might post some of that on the podcast. I'd like to listen to that. It's is it worth listening to?
2: Well, I, you know, I can see why it was not used.
0: <laughs> I mean the movie's so say great the way it is
2: so, Kubrick didn't have to be so passive aggressive right, guess, right.
0: You know. just come to the premiere and see if you notice anything well Kubrick it it does, be a does Dick sound Kubrick. a little like
2: Dick yeah.
0: Jeez, Louise alright well, I, I think we're running out of time here. Is how can people uh, follow up on you what's happening yeah. next do you have a website any way people can get in contact with you yeah come to austinsmithmusic.com boom there you have it Austin thanks for coming on to the podcast yeah. man it's been super
1: awesome. Happy to be here. You can hear Austin's music every episode. Um, before before we go, um, do you have any
2: notes for us? I
1: yeah. uh, get it. It's music. <laughs> it's the
2: music. Joke. Music
1: joke. You'll, You'll
2: get on I uh, would give you uh, some notes,
1: but I have too many. Uh, That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks for
0: coming on the party, Austin, awesome. I
1: like I like your tune. Vinny, thanks for gracing us with your shiny white teeth. I had no shiny white all of me. I am so white. This whole time we thought he was never like. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Because it was based on not. me.
0: Really? So baby powder. powder? Alright, close this out, Vinny. Talk Your on. turn. What do I what? I don't know, say so whatever you want. Close this out. Give us the last sentence and then we we'll to stop hey, recording.
1: I I love you. And don't forget it. <laughs>